0: Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that went back in time to kill its own first season.
1: Because of how terrible it was. <laughs>
0: this literally happened. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, we remastered season one, and it still sounds like that. <laughs> That's the improved version. It's the noobs and the whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And, and we're the, the noobs. And that other guy laughing in the background is our classic who connections guru. Hi. Jared. Hi, I'm Jared And this is that podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who By watching an episode each week And then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before And, and two, two sons, sons who
2: haven't And then there's Jared
3: <laughs> <laughs> And then there's
0: Jared <laughs> I was like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do if I just give him enough leash? Oh. Just enough just enough <laughs> rope right to hang himself yeah, I was gonna say called. Maude,
2: but I went with Jared There
0: you go what about zoidberg (laughs) except when we don't because this week we won't so welcome to episode number 141 timey-wimey number 15 that doesn't seem possible the skull now this was a short story by philip k dick that is in the public domain. So if you haven't read it already, go over to com. look at the show notes for this week or any of the last couple of weeks, click on the link to Project Gutenberg. You can download it for free and read about the one where a guy goes back in time and becomes the thing he was trying to stop. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, That's so. Um, good. I do love, uh, Jared, I don't know if we've, uh, I think we, we mentioned it last week, but I don't know if we had mentioned it before, but we, we decided that the boys would start writing the super short recap. And I'm not allowed to see it until I'm reading it live on the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that recently. We always try yeah. to make. Yeah, we always try
1: to trip them up and stuff. Yeah, so now they're right. just
0: now they're just egging me on. They're just throwing yeah. in crap. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is all we got this week." Yeah, they decided not to uh, to mess with me. So, uh, so who's responsible for all of this? Uh, this was written, as I said, by Philip K. Dick. Um, his middle name Kindred. Kindred <laughs> Philip Kindred. Dick. Okay. Uh, why not? Now, okay. This guy, I know this guy from all the way back in my college days. Jared, are you familiar with Philip K. Dick as a writer? Uh,
2: I've. This is the first time I've ever actually read anything he's written. I'm, I'm familiar with okay. him, uh, with the things that's been turned into movies and TV right. a series and things like that. Yeah. So
0: some somehow, somewhere, when I was in college, I came across a a collection of short stories of his by the way that's predominantly what he does um i think he's done a couple of novels um but i know him through his short stories and i think i i heard total recall was based off of a short story so i went and i tracked it down and i got um jared i got the book on cassette <laughs> nice <laughs> forget CD players. I had a, I had a tape deck in my 94 Ford Explorer. Hello. Um, that, uh, I played the audio, the audio book collection of short stories. And, um, some of them that he wrote, you would know if I told you the title of his short story, but then some of them, you wouldn't know it by the title because the movie, they went with a different title, right? Mm. So total oh, sure. recall, is based off of a short story by Philip K. Dick called We Can Remember That For You Wholesale. (laughs) Total Recall, way better name. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will argue on this one, Blade Runner, both Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, uh, Hmm. come from a short story, which I would argue is a better name. Jared, do you know this one? No. Do Robots Dream of Electric Sheep?
2: Oh, (laughs) I did know that. Way better better title to me than Blade Runner.
0: The Minority Report, I think, was actually... The short story, I think, was called The Minority Report. Mm -hmm. Um, He also wrote uh, Paycheck, which became the movie Paycheck with uh, Ben Affleck, which Corbin and I watched uh, not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, The movie A Scanner Darkly was based off of a short story of his. I, I actually don't even know what story that is, so it may be the same title. It may be something else. The movie next, a Nicolas Cage vehicle about a guy who can see two minutes into the future. Have y'all seen this yet? No. No? Jared, have you? No. Oh my gosh. We might need to put this on the list for timey-wimeys because this one is fantastic. And and if you're- Two minutes into the future. Apparently, I I have trash taste in movies because Nicolas Cage has become a meme for bad acting in bad movies. And Uh I have never disliked a Nicolas Cage Mm. movie I've ever seen. So apparently I just have trash oh, wow. taste in
1: movies. Or everybody
2: um, else does. I could name a few that, you know, we, we could go on for a little while. Like, have you seen <laughs> this one? <laughs> but, uh,
0: well, that's the thing. I haven't seen everything he's ever done. Like, I haven't yeah. seen, what is it? What's the one with the bees? Is that Wicker Man?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Wicker Man.
0: Both yep. of the noobs just looked at me
4: like I lost my, my mind. The one with
0: the bees? Y'all <laughs> don't know the bees? I thought you were no. talking
4: about
2: the bee movie at first. No,
4: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, no, no. I don't
0: know the one with the bees <laughs> no, no. or whatever. Um, uh, anyways. Uh, So next, again, I don't know the short story title, um, but it was based off of one of his. And then The Adjustment Bureau, which is not Ben Affleck, but Matt Damon. And um, I think that was also the the same title in in the short story version. Um, He also wrote The Man in the High Castle, which I believe that one was a novel. Mm
3: -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
0: that one was adapted into an entire series on Amazon Prime.
3: So it's an Amazon Prime
0: original it's like three or four seasons in. Okay. Is it because I watched like three or four episodes and it, I like, it was one of those ones that I just forgot to go back to. Mm-hmm. Like does, is it a slow start? Uh,
2: well, yeah, I think, I mean, in, in fairness, they're, they're done. I think it only, they, they did it in three seasons and I don't, to my knowledge, they're not making anymore. Maybe it was four seasons, but um, okay. as far as I know, it's done. And Yes, you know, it was one of those where they dropped a whole season at a time and you could binge yeah. your way through. And uh, every year when the new season would come out, I think back and I'm like, I got to go rewatch because I don't remember exactly what happened. I, you know, I, I remembered the general yeah, plot. That,
0: that's not what I mean. What I mean is I watched three or four episodes and then forgot to ever watch it again. Like, Man, it's, like it's not. I decided to stop watching it. I didn't say I don't like this. I literally forgot that I was watching it. It's I, just not a good sign.
2: Yeah, I can't I can't say that I would agree, you know, that that was my experience, uh, my, my wife and I yeah. and, and my son, um, we all we all really enjoyed it. And we uh, went through, you know, we, we watched through the whole thing. And, and I don't I remember getting sucked in pretty quickly. But um, I mean, the, the whole the whole premise is what if you're in an alternate reality where the, the Nazis right. and the Japanese won? And so right. that was, mm-hmm. you know, that I think that drew me in. So in like and a, of itself. if I
0: remember correctly like but. the east coast of America is essentially been taken over by Germany and the west coast has been taken over by Japan huh. and yeah. now Americans are living in that. Yeah, um, there's a no so man's
2: land basically the Rocky right. Mountains are all no man's land and right. Yeah. Eastern. It's a brilliant, you know,
0: brilliant concept of like alternate history. Right. Um, but like I said, I, for, for some reason, I just didn't, I don't know. So maybe, maybe we should, uh, should give it another shot. Um, now there is also, there is some thought that the Terminator takes a lot of cues from one of his short stories called second variety. And second variety is, um, I vaguely remember it. Um, but it, 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 it deals with like cyborgs wiping out humanity or, or attacking humanity, something like that. Hmm. So, you know, cyborgs, um, uh, dystopian future, that type of thing. So it's not like Terminator was based off of that, but there people that
1: there's similarities. Yeah.
0: There's people that there's some people apparently that think there's too many similarities. Um, but, uh, you know, be that as it may. So, I mean that like Corbin was, was telling trip, uh, which ones did you list off? Corbin said, um, Oh yeah, he
4: wrote the short stories that became, it was minority report, and paycheck which i've seen and blade runner and total recall
2: which i've heard of.
0: Right. And I told Trip I was like, that's not all the stories he wrote. That's not even all the stories he they wrote that were turned turn into, into movies. movies. That's all the stories he wrote that were turned into movies that Corbin's heard of.
1: Just <laughs> a couple levels down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um so the guy is is absolutely prolific. There's a bunch of stories that he wrote that um that I've read that have not been made into movies that are classics in and of themselves. My other favorite thing about a Philip K. Dick short story is you can read the short story and then go sit down and watch the movie and have nothing spoiled for you because they <laughs> have never faithfully adapted any of his stories. <laughs> but I mean that in the best possible way, because what they do is they say, all right, the germ of this idea, we're going to run with it. Mm-hmm. So like minority report, not only, you know, ends differently differently. Like all the themes are different. Like mm-hmm. major plot elements are different. Total Recall, same thing. Um, there's a there's a twist ending at the end of of Total Recall, the movie, and there's one at the end of We Can Remember That For You Wholesale that have nothing but to do with each other.
1: Entirely, just things. just
0: light years apart. And I, I love that. Mm-hmm. So all nice. that to say, the skull is ready to be made into a movie. Yeah. This, this how has this not been done already? Is, yeah. it, unless unless it's too short <laughs> well it's not because, kind uh, of because a, a lot of the other ones are very very short as well and and for his time well, what did we say this was 1956 it was written
3: yeah
0: um it was probably groundbreaking and and no mm-hmm. one saw the twist coming
3: mm-hmm. but
0: yeah even well i'm getting ahead of myself um so i i definitely think that that they could take this and turn it into a movie or better yet turn it into an entire like Eight episode miniseries. Do you think on they Netflix. could do that? They turned The Hobbit into three three hour movies. And it was terrible. Yeah, but they well, didn't okay. do
2: that well. well
0: okay, fair, fair enough. Hey, speaking of, I saw the first movie and never watched the other two. <laughs> and I am a, not only a diehard Tolkien Good fan, but a diehard you.
2: completionist. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive.
0: <laughs> oh boy. And again, it was it was mainly because I barely got my wife to sit down through the first one. Nah. I knew I couldn't get her to sit down through the second one if I didn't enjoy the first one. So, <laughs> hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobing is brought to you by R5 website management. Haven't talked about them in a while. Them like it's some other company on Walmart or something like it's not (laughs) us. Um, Guys, you know the drill. You can get your world-class hosting, domain registration, security, all at a great price. And that's just our self service stuff. R5 website management is also a full service uh, website design, build, manage, update, fix, SEO, content creation, blog writing, you name it. We can do it for you head on over to store.r5websitemanagement.com if you want to do it yourself or just r5websitemanagement.com and you can reach out to us. Actually, you can just email austin at r5websitemanagement.com and we can help you get started building your awesome website today. So um, we didn't really have a cast section (laughs) at all. Oh, wait a minute. Who did you picture as the
4: main character? Ooh. uh, If you were to cast this movie. Who's the guy that played venom in the new venom tom hardy oh yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. tom okay wait a minute mm-hmm. what was the guy's name
4: i don't even remember uh
0: it <laughs> was it was weird it was um yeah was something Cro- they- crone cronger, cron-ger, uh, cron-ger. Conger. 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 Um. okay so you're gonna cast tom hardy as conger
4: yeah that's conger. not what i had in my mind i just that'd be cool
0: i like that i like that uh trip any thoughts on on any character who who you would cast
4: I don't know.
1: Like, I kind of got like a small picture of like, oh, this is kind of what their face would look like, but right. I can't really match that up. To don't have any match up with
0: anybody. Jared, any 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 thoughts?
2: Well, I wasn't picturing I totally anyone. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I wasn't picturing anyone in particular. But I think if I ever made a movie, I would cast Harrison Ford in every single role. So you know,
0: <laughs> let's, let's wait, 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 wait 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 wait. Every role? Yeah, why not? Okay, wait, 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 wait. You have wait.
1: the. How many times <laughs> okay.
0: are you going to say wait? Hang on, we got to we got to parse this out. Are you saying? That if you ever became a film producer or director or something like that, you would cast Harrison Ford in the lead role of every movie you do? Or are you saying that if you made this movie, you would cast Harrison Ford as every character in this movie?
2: I think this movie or any movie that I happen to make that I could cast Harrison Ford, I would do him for every character in, in the movie. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but, but this Ford? one is specifically, so the why not?
1: Girl. The why teenage, teenage girl Ford? is Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, it's the we're, most bizarre thing.
1: Ever. You have like 60 <laughs> people coming over the hill, and they're all-, <laughs> they're all
0: Harrison Ford. And by the way, because of CGI and de aging, they're all different.
2: It's like Harrison Ford in every,
0: every life stage. There's a six year old kid coming to the scene, and it's, Harrison, <laughs> it's Ford. Harrison
2: Ford. I was more thinking body suits like Bill and Ted did, and uh, you know, and oh, yeah, oh, in, can do that too. Music.
0: Can, oh my gosh. Now I want to see this happen. Yeah. Now I want this movie to get made even more, but I, I demand that Jared be the one to make it. We're starting well, a Kickstarter.
2: Head we'll on make over it. to Kickstarter.com. I've, I've got a GoPro and an iPhone. Let's do it.
0: Let's make this happen. Oh my god! Let's gosh. get Harrison Ford. Um, so I asked you guys who, who you, you would uh, cast in it, and I don't have any clue who I would. Uh, mm. There's a part of me that, okay, five years ago, I know that my answer would have been Johnny Depp. I know he's gotten to be a little bit troublesome. Lately, as of late, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but um, there is somebody that I was thinking about for, um, what, what did they call the guy? The 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 speaker or something? The guy that was yeah, oh, the, speaker. the guy yeah. that gave him the assignment. Yep. Um, I would love to see that as, um, oh, oh uh, Ted Danson silver <laughs> oh. oh, fox himself dancing just just to, just to put a little snarky spin on it all uh so wait a minute what happened now uh let's talk about the plot a little bit um just kind of the overall story first of all um shorter than i remembered yeah yeah that was the that was the I big thing a revelation
4: took like two sentences and i did not remember that being the case <laughs> yeah.
0: um the thing i would say is that we so <clears throat> we were I took the Project Gutenberg text and literally copied and pasted it into a, a, a Google Doc so like we could make notes if we wanted to. And it was yeah, how many? Did it was how it. many pages?
4: It was like thirty
0: something, but half of them were um, the like final fifteen pages or ten, at least ten pages were, were like copyright, um, copyright notifications. So which, which to me, honestly, to me that was better because I, I don't know about you, but I hate. Knowing that I've only got ten pages left in yeah. a book, you know, like <laughs> when when I think I've got forty pages left, and then it turns out the last thirty pages are in the index, and and mm-hmm. I and all of a sudden I turn the page and it's like the end, and I'm like, <gasps> what, what, what just what, happened? What just, yeah, um, that's why sometimes when we're watching a show, I don't like pausing it because I don't wow. like knowing how much time is left. Yeah. Um. So it, this the ending having read this before. The ending snuck up on me.
1: Yeah. Definitely. It was really weird. I remember there being stuff after he got taken away. I remember the speech being a lot longer. I don't the remember it being is like one a sentence. paradox. It
0: wasn't a speech, it was it yeah. was an aphorism. It's yeah. He's
1: like, <laughs> it was like
0: a, a pithy quote for a, a, yeah. ta- a coffee table book.
4: This inspired like a whole generation for thousands of years. A religion. Yeah. For hundreds yeah. of
2: years. The because only one... religion. The religion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The.
4: Capital, church, capital. The church. And yeah, all this guy what? did was be a weirdo, say <laughs> one thing, and then show up in front of two people a year later. And this became the- well, It wasn't even two, was it?
0: Religion. it? was one woman.
4: No, there was there was, there was another person.
1: But
0: how did no, they even a-
4: remember what it looked like?
1: There was a man and a woman. I know,
0: especially oh, considering- Oh, oh that he showed night- up in front of,
4: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: It was
0: nighttime when they came t- and he had his, his quote unquote speech. Yeah. It was nighttime.
1: No one even saw him. And by
0: the way, all of them look like Harrison Ford anyway. So I know. I it know. <laughs>
1: so it doesn't matter, anyways. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> That was my favorite idea ever. You know, um, huh? uh, uh, Keely and and Braden over on Braden talks about one of our sister podcasts. Uh, nice Br- weird, weird for a group of guys to call their podcast by their son slash brother a sister <laughs> podcast but be that as it may um, they talked about um, the polar express mm. and mom didn't realize until that show uh, that podcast recording that Tom Hanks plays like 75% of the characters because it's all yeah. motion capture yeah. like, he's the kid he's the train conductor he's the bum he's Santa he's everybody um, so I yeah I want to see the I want to see the live action Harrison Ford version of that yeah. done for this movie um, so it was it was very uh light on the details there to me i feel like at the beginning i feel like there was a whole section missing where they explained that he was going back in time yeah like did they ever say that
4: did they ever say by the way time travel is a thing and you're about to do it like the weirdest part is he's like but how do i kill a man who's dead he's like I'll explain it when they get there. Never, Never explains, explains it and it. he's like, cool, I'm gonna flip this switch, go back in time and kill some random. Yeah, then dude.
0: it's like he stepped into the crystal cage and I'm like, the what? Where did that come from? And again, <laughs> and I've then, read this before.
1: And then pressed the floopity do went back in time. Like
0: no no, it wasn't even floopy to do. It was a wheel. Oh yeah, he used, used the wheel <laughs> to travel back in time. The wheel, like it's like it's a go kart,
1: and then like searched <laughs> through some newspapers, got back into the cage, and went back again. Went back again.
0: Didn't realize that that was going to be part. Of, like that he had to go back and narrow down the timeline. Yeah. By the way, by the way, by the way, when he said crystal cage when the the narrator said crystal cage, did anybody else picture something akin to a TARDIS, like a rectangular
4: boxy booth type of thing? No, No. I thought a crystal cage, like a bird cage made out of glass. Okay, but... but Shape wise, what shape was it?
1: I thought, like, a
4: bird cage. No, okay. I thought,
1: like, in Bill and Ted, that weird crystal thing. <laughs> that's what I thought.
0: Okay. <laughs> I just, I, when he said cage, I pictured a, a square ish cage, yeah, right angles. I, I didn't oh, yeah. picture cage. All when the way at the cage. end of the story, he says something about the sphere. Yeah, the crystal sphere, and I'm like, you can't throw that at me. In the last page, (laughs) I've been picturing this thing the whole time. I
2: I was thinking more like Fortress of Solitude, so you know.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so okay. So when you when you heard crystal cage, you were picturing crystals. Crystals. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) exactly. That makes sense. Then okay, the sphere thing sort of changed it, but. Uh, yeah, so it's wait. So Superman had a spherical cave? What? <laughs> <laughs> travel through time? <laughs> yeah. So so things like that. Things like details about the and again, we, we do have to remember this was 1956 and this was designed to be published in a magazine.
3: Uh-huh. This is how
0: you got yeah. your this is how you got your literature out
4: back in the day, is you had compendium magazines. They don't bring up the questions. Just have them say, oh, so I guess I'm going to use time travel, right? Something like that.
0: <laughs> that would have been terrible. <laughs>
4: Look,
2: if so more I books were things. written like this, I-, I would read a lot more books if they were written like this. Just leave out the unimportant stuff and let's get going to the action.
0: Oh, so Jared's saying it's it's unimportant. We're griping that we didn't get enough details, but I mean, no, okay, I, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't do that. But... This was my third time, maybe third time reading this mm-hmm. story. Same. And And I know you guys have heard it before. And by the way, we're saying read because this time we literally sat on the couch all at the same time and read, you know, albeit on our phones, we read it. Um, In the past, we've heard this on audiobooks because, um, Mm -hmm. by the way, quick podcast plug, the Classic Tales podcast um, does exactly that. This guy reads public domain stories.
1: Like for hours. Yes. It's
0: amazing. He does. He does like most of his episodes for a long time were just this like short stories it takes 20 or 30 minutes for him to do and then he started doing like i'm gonna do frankenstein and it's like nine parts long yeah right? you know he releases like it week and by and week. by yeah um and that's where i first encountered this story and so i've heard it and now i was reading it which was a, a little bit different experience but when i came to it this time trip it's like you said Trip was remembering a big long speech. Mm-hmm. I was remembering him wrestling with the implications of whether or not he had to commit suicide yeah. in the jail cell. None of that happened. We don't even get to him being arrested. Like before he's even actually arrested, he's still mm-hmm. standing in the field, a free man, when the story is the end. Right. Mm-hmm. So my brain had filled in all these gaps that it's obviously about time travel, that it's obviously about this, that it's going to mm-hmm. include that, it's going to reference this. And none of those details are given. It's like 15 so minutes
1: right. was like pulled out. Like right, overall, yeah. they just ripped out like Jenga pieces and 15 minutes is missing from the story. Right. And, well, and some I've, of that, Jared's
0: point is, is stands where he's like, yeah, get let's get to it. Like we'll figure it out. We're smart enough.
2: Yeah. Some of that is, uh, it is stated in the story. It's just not in the cr- well, I guess it kind of is chronological order from time travel perspective, but it's sure. not in the normal chronological order you would read in. So all the stuff where you hear, you, you know, he gets arrested, you know that he's killed. Um, that's that's all told. It's just told at the beginning and your your mind just plugs it in uh, right, again exactly. and they didn't need to restate I was, it.
0: I was remembering us going back through that. Like we're told about oh, it at the beginning. Sure. And then I thought at the end, where now we're seeing it from his point of view, where yeah. he's mm-hmm. sitting there and wrestling with, well, I guess I have to kill myself now because it's that's what that the, the timeline says. Well. You know, like, nope, right.
4: none of that. None of that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Dick was like, nope, you get it.
4: We're gone. I'm done. I love to <laughs> the end. Try and do any like, but do I actually have to do this? He's like, no, it's me. And I know I have to do it. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was he's kind of like the original
2: troll. internet troll. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could say at the end, he was like, oh, I'm the one, I'm the founder. I'm going to have fun with this. Like, I I felt like his, his speech, you know, he was just like, I'm going to go out and mess with them and they're going to make a church out of it.
0: Let me ask (laughs) you this, because I I can, I can easily see that, but because Philip K. Dick doesn't, he does not spoon feed us. He leaves a lot of stuff for us to figure out. Mm -hmm. I realized this time through there was never explicitly said a moment where he realized he was the founder. Was there? Well, he like, looked at That's the- That's my tooth. He That's held my skull. up the
1: skull and he said, yeah.
0: Oh,
1: oh, yeah." But, me. But, but he didn't, like Jared just so said, he
0: didn't say, so therefore I must go make the speech now and found
1: the church. No, he no. just walked out into the field.
0: Right. And when he walked out into the field, he was still bewildered By the paradox. And what he told them was was not a founding message for a church.
1: It was what he was thinking at the time.
0: Right. All he said was what was on his mind. I have a paradox for you. And then I'm going to butcher and paraphrase this because I don't remember exactly what it was. But if you die, you'll live again. And like, that's it. It it Um, was just like him just sort of musing and going, hey guys, (laughs) you want to know something trippy? Check this out, right? I'm going to die, but I'm going to live. It's going to be cool. Like, like, I didn't feel like he- No, no like, he
1: definitely said, if you kill people, then yes. you will die yourself. But if you don't, right. you will come back.
2: I have an odd paradox for you, he said. Those who take lives will lose their own. Those who kill will die. But he who gives his own life away will live again.
0: Yeah, but well, he and, killed people. And, no, that's that's what he's saying. I killed people, and now I'm going to be killed. Mm-hmm. But because I'm giving my life away, i.e., stepping out of this crystal sphere chamber cage of solitude, then I will live again because I realize because of a time paradox that I've actually have already appeared in the future. And so it's it's this weird kind of like he's saying facts. He's literally saying, "He who dies will live again." But it's coming off very Jesus-like, where it's like, and the one that lays down their life, it's like, no, he's talking about him. Yeah, he's (laughs) He's talking about him. He's talking about him. So I thought that was really weird. That, like you said, it's it's all just sort of accidental. So all right, so let's get into um, let's get into. Did anybody have anything else about Mm -mm. plot or details or like I said, there's not a whole lot. But (laughs) yeah, okay. So let's get into the time travel details. So (laughs) as we mentioned, the method was a spherical crystal cage. With a wheel.
1: Oh, and a a mirror. A what? A mirror, because he looked at the mirror with the skull and a shelf that he set the skull on. Wait, was that inside the cage? That was yeah. inside the cage. At what, wasn't Why it? would yeah. he bring out a skull into the <laughs> open and look into a mirror holding the skull next to his face? No, for
0: some reason I felt like, I don't know. That was another thing. Maybe I got confused in some details. I thought there was like some other structure there, like a barn or something that he was. But no, it was all just the cage it was was a in hill. the
2: hill. He definitely left the gun. It talks about leaving the gun inside and and him emerging. And so, yeah, I think all this stuff was happening in the cage. And my my picture of the cage definitely changed as the story went on with the uh, mirror yeah, in yeah. there and and the other objects
4: with a bookshelf in it.
2: Yeah, with a
0: bookshelf and as Tripp said, and a mirror. How do you pull that off? Uh, apparently, time,
2: time his version of time travel is very, uh, very settled. You know, not very shaky because nothing fell very, off the shelves.
0: Oh, I was going to yes. say very Twelfth Doctor because he's got like bookshelves. Probably <laughs> yeah. has a plush leather <laughs> chair on the second level. Um, so yeah, um, and again, he the author was not only sparing with details in the story, he was sparing with the time travel details.
4: Yeah, there's a
0: there's a crystal cage oh it has a wheel oh it is spherical blah 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 whatever hand wave him away and boom time travel like we yeah. there was no time for well uh, 20 years ago we we stumbled upon it no none of that no no no, <laughs> no. jam session with q explaining all the gadgets we got to get to work
1: and also apparently <laughs> since he wasn't aware of it time travel probably hadn't been around for long enough for the general public to be aware of it because he was like, yeah. how do you go back?
0: Yeah, how do I kill somebody who's dead? That's not a question you ask if time travel is a thing. And then he yeah. did it
4: as if it was coming naturally to him. So yeah.
0: yeah, I get the feeling there was like three weeks of intense astronaut training that we missed. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you made the movie, montage, here we go. You know, yeah. Harrison Ford teaching Harrison Ford. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so the time travel rules. All right. So we always ask the question, Can you change the past? So the the quote, "What are the rules of time travel?" section of this story was, as with everything in this story, very short, (laughs) and was basically (laughs) like he says um, the 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 guy, the speaker, uh, Ted Danson, he says, "We'll be awaiting the outcome." There's some philosophical doubt as to what one wait
2: wait. Harrison what? Ford doing his best impression of Ted Danson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which which I now desperately yeah. want to see. I want uh, I will pay money. Sorry. Um, sorry to interrupt or there. is it the <laughs> other way around? Ted Danson doing an impression. No, no, no. It's got to be Harrison. Oh, no. Ford. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, anyway, so yes, Harrison Ford playing Ted Danson, uh, playing the speaker says, We'll be awaiting the outcome. There's some philosophical doubt as to whether one can alter the past. This should answer the question once and for all. All right, real quick.
2: Does it answer the
0: question? No. And what I mean is, does the speaker get any kind
1: of an answer? No. He never comes back and the cage stays there forever.
4: we, We don't even know if this guy was successful in anything. I don't know. That stupid speech. We never get a resolution as if the church actually did startup after did. he did all this for all we know he went back in time and he botched it because he gave that stupid speech and the church just never came to be
1: no that was the church that was the statement they always gave yeah that was but
4: I, do we know that
1: yes we, we, we do we know don't. that we,
0: we, okay explicitly no we don't implicitly but yes it's definitely the intent of the story i think yeah. i think yeah. i yeah, think definitely because oh, yeah. because you the can't whole the past it's is how it's your happened. it's your what we would now consider to be your classic time loop type of thing mm-hmm. again 1956 this was probably wow. groundbreaking. <gasps> you mean it was his skull all along? <laughs> you know, um, man, More what like, I wouldn't give! Like- what I wouldn't give to just not be aware of any sci-fi tropes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To to experience science fiction classics as they were given. Without yeah. without having any other reference later uh, going back to it. So, <clears throat> the, the story at the beginning, the story does not set out a rule at all. He says, there's some philosophical know, doubt, <laughs> right? Well, no. What he says is, we don't know. <clears throat> now, obviously, they think that there's a good enough chance that they're going to try it.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Now, all of a sudden, I'm wondering, is this the first time they've ever used the cage? Yes. Because otherwise, how would they not yeah. know the answer to the question? Can you change? Oh, the Oh,
2: wow. yeah.
4: Go and try and
1: kill a butterfly.
4: They would never really know because even if he did change things, they wouldn't remember how things used to be. They would just know. Well, they wouldn't know about the church, I guess, because it wouldn't have started. Right. That's the thing is,
0: is. The only way to get an answer to the philosophical question is no, is if it doesn't change the past. not
1: even necessarily. If he
0: he sends Conger back and nothing changes, then he goes, either you can't change the past, or we are multi multiple worlds theory, (laughs) right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and you can't change the
4: past, but that didn't happen to our universe
0: exactly, so we didn't experience it. Because if because if you can change the past, then like you said.
4: The speaker would never know. Absolute least conclusive test ever. What's that? No matter the outcome, it could be either way, and they don't even know. So,
0: yeah, the philosophical doubt is not going away anytime <laughs> soon. Anytime soon. Absolutely I just not. figured out, Jared, how how your Harrison Ford recast movie uh, ends. Okay. You ready? Because we're gonna we're gonna bootstrap the bootstrap. I like so it. So here's what happens. Conger realizes what happens because I, I was just thinking through. Uh, Corbin Corbin made the simple statement: He never came back. What mm. is the outcome of that statement, Corbin? If Conger never made it there. back, well, the what? The thing stayed there. The crystal sphere stayed on
1: that hill, mm-hmm. unless they pulled it back. Because they oh crap!
2: They, yeah, they, they said, said that they I could they could pull it back. Crap.
0: Okay, well, screw that. We leave that part out of the movie. <laughs> they know <ain't> <laughs>
4: when to pull it and, back,
0: though. And here's what happens. Here's what happens is in the movie the crystal sphere lands inside of a cave, right? He keeps it out of sight in a cave. Mm -hmm. Uh And so at the end of the movie, Conger realizes that he's the founder goes out and gives the speech, right? And then we have newspaper clipping montage of him getting arrested and him committing suicide. And then the church develops and blah, 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 blah. And we fast forward into the future until a member of whatever organization the speaker was from ventures into a cave, and discovers mm. the time machine isn't that just what happens uh, in the end of eternity I know that's like the opposite something. of what happens in the end of eternity what are you talking about oh wait spoilers anyways
1: um <laughs> and then he finds the crystal cage which is how they get the exactly thing. yeah
0: yeah so we bootstrap uh, the bootstrap by saying not only was conger the founder but the time travel device that he used was the one that they they never invented it It's just there. Nice. So they discover the time travel. There should be a small
1: slip of, oh, we don't know how to recreate this because you find out at the end they didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If
0: he says something about where did it come from, who invented it, how does it work? There's just a lot of oh, uh, that doesn't concern you at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. I like it. I like it. Let's get this
1: done, guys. Got to write, Jared. You've got
0: Harrison's number, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And cool. Okay, and a
1: hundred million dollars to You're, to you're make kind this of movie, British,
0: right? Right. So that means that means you probably know Harrison Ford. Where Harrison was I going Ford with that? Was American. British? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't
0: We're know. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a reason why you would have Harrison Ford's number, and it just didn't go anywhere. Like, you're didn't y'all guys meet? British, like British people Cat are Harris? more intelligent than us, important than us, famous than us. I don't know what I was going yeah. for there.
2: All three of those might be true, but still. <laughs> no oh. I, I don't and know that Jared's like,
0: Still, i lived there for a while like i don't know if that counts
2: uh,
0: <laughs> so um normally we ask the question did they follow their rule their own rules but because they didn't have rules until the very end
4: yeah so so, kind we, of hard to so we have to rules. we have to do 2020
0: 20 hindsight looking back at the rules so i mean is this is this thing self-consistent
2: i see yeah I don't know.
1: There's never a point where they change it and then they go back and say you can't change it. So, yes. Right. Yeah. They're yeah.
0: really it mean,
2: it's It'd be hard to break the rules. Yeah.
0: Jared just discovered the secret to a good time travel story. Yeah. It's vague. Don't <laughs> make any rules. Be vague about the rules and how it all works. And you'll never cool. break them. Um, so, we like to talk about paradoxes. Um, this was definitely a. Okay. So, Corbin, what did you think this said?
4: Oh, a uh, pedestrian paradox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corbin thought I wrote it in the notes. Definitely a pedestrian paradox. Uh, predestination paradox is what I wrote. And that is like a, I don't know, it's like a uh, a type of a bootstrap paradox where, so boot, there's, there's different kinds of bootstrap paradoxes. So there's like informational bootstrap paradoxes. So um, River Song's Diary is both a information bootstrap paradox and an object bootstrap paradox. Huh. Like where, where did it, oh no, no, it's not an object one, Never mind. Um, But it, the information in the diary is there because she read it and now she's writing it into it again, kind of, a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably a bad example now that I'm thinking about it because actually she was writing about experiences she had, um, yeah. but in by his bootstraps, remember he wrote down information and the information came the from his memory the of the events as they happened the first time. And the first time it he got the information by reading it off of the list that it turns out he wrote. So where did the information come from, right? Um, So a predestination paradox is a type of a bootstrap paradox where, again, you know he as what what did the recap say? Uh, Uh, The guy goes back in time and becomes the thing he was trying to stop. You know, yeah. Um, So
1: so how did he decide that date? He decided that date to go back because. That's where he went back the time before. That's what the predestination is. Um,
0: okay, so the motivation for him going back in time was to stop someone that turns out to be him. And the only reason he was there in the first place was to stop himself. Mm-hmm. So like, it's one of these things where, what is the beginning motivation? It, so it is a time loop, right? It's a time loop that's, that's centuries long which is a little bit different than you know what we normally deal with but it's a centuries long time loop so we jump into the story at a certain point you could have just as easily though narratively it wouldn't be as fun you could have started the story with the speech and the founding of the church hmm. right but then and, you know and then you jump forward a few hundred years and it's so it's just a loop that it doesn't matter where you jump into it inexorably, each step leads to the next one, which loops back around on itself. So how did it ever get started? It's um, Terminator is a predestined paradox, Mm -hmm. predestination paradox, right? The only reason that John Connor exists is because he sent his own father back in time to save him Mm
2: -hmm. so that
0: he could be born or save his mother so he could be born. Well, if he never sent him back, then he wouldn't have been born. So how did he ever send him back in the first place? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. This is where your mom storms out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: whenever we're talking about
0: this at dinner she's like
1: i'm done she's like there is a dead answer why are you discussing
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anyways um character arcs who's who um okay so what was my note here i have a note that says redemption and does conger redeem himself did he talk about redemption i don't know why did i bring up redemption i don't know
4: well, I mean, you, no know what, hunt, you know what? People. I know why.
0: Because originally I had redemption under the theme section, what have we learned today? Um, and then <laughs> I moved it up. So, redemption. Does Conger redeem himself? No. He Remember, he's like a, you know, killer for hire
1: and no, he goes back and himself.
0: becomes like the founder of the peaceful movement.
1: No. Because he didn't intentionally start it. He just Ooh. I'm gonna go say something for no apparent reason. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all guys about a paradox. Y'all guys are too old to even understand what that means.
4: You're going to arrest me. I'm going to kill myself. And then three <laughs> months later, I'm going to show up and y'all are going to create a religion around me. Right? Yeah, I don't think that was uh, him redeeming himself in any way. I don't, no, no no redemption there.
0: Nah. No. Okay.
4: Moving along. Uh, <laughs> Moving so on. what have we learned today?
0: <laughs> I was just trying to come up with like, I mean, there's no other character arc to discuss. He's, he's the, the only pages. character with an arc, unless <laughs> you count the woman and um, outside the grocery store or whatever the crap it was. <laughs> what was her arc like? What,
2: what was that? There? Well, he did make the conscious choice not to take out the super advanced gun um, and, and obliterate, go obliterate everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: good job i'm not gonna go kill okay so forget about redemption though that is a man who
2: before has hasn't cared about killing people so i mean that's something somewhat
0: indifferent to the whole i'm
1: not gonna go kill a thousand people who were alive before i was even born
0: yeah so like like we said forget forget i brought up redemption just talking about his arc and did his character change and everything and absolutely yeah um so yeah what they were going to
2: I, I think this is a good enough place as any to, to uh, throw this out there um, okay. th- maybe this is more of a I don't know you could call it a plot hole I don't know but it's, it's it has to do with Conger's character so why not uh, he, he they send him back and yes they say oh we can take the uh, the, the crystal uh, cage back at any time the time travel device back at any time but they send him back with a super advanced weapon to an age when he could like take over the world. Perhaps I mean I don't know they don't go into too many details about the weapon the gun but it would sure. be probably pretty strong and you know they just assume he's going to want to come back. I mean it's very true.
0: They he, can he take could back at least the set up a very
2: comfortable living there.
0: Yeah, he could he could easily set himself up as a as a little bit of a warlord. Yeah, and just be like yeah forget about you guys and your and your mission for me I'm just going to stay here.
4: Yeah, you know I'm kind of confused by. His whole character anyways, because the easiest way for him to complete the mission that he was sent there to do would be Twibler, to go right? back and back to the future instead of, you know, letting himself get captured and killed.
0: Well, again, I think that that's part of his arc is that right. the the man who had no problem killing it was indifferent to killing um, all of a sudden says, I'm go- I'm literally going to lay down my life for these people. And, and the, the the muttering of the paradox is, you know, the fact that he goes out and, and he realizes that he's the founder. And like you said, Doesn't he could have finished the mission by saying, well, crap, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. But he his arc, the, you know, the the change in his character is to say, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually become the founder.
4: But mm. it feels like there was no catalyst to that change. He was just like... Uh, you oh, you know
1: what? I of have to go fulfill of... my journey.
4: Yeah, like, what?
0: Corbin, little details like that can easily be fleshed out in a two and a half hour movie starring every <laughs> version of Harrison, Ford. <laughs> which is never going to
4: happen. So, you, you, know. you be quiet, boy. <laughs> this naysayer. short story is like 70 years old now. If they were going to make a movie about it, they would have done it. What are already. you talking
0: about? You know how long it took for Total Recall to get made? And for that matter, uh, uh, How uh, long? Uh, the Man in the High Castle. Was it 70 years? Man in the High Castle came out like four years ago.
2: Uh. I anyway. I have almost $100 in my bank account. We can make it happen.
4: <laughs> almost. He said almost $100. <laughs> you know, I think that's somewhere
0: south know. of $100. That should might be 37. But it's bias
4: the tripod for the camera I think, so.
1: <laughs>
4: I We're on our way there. I
1: have $2 for bus tickets to Britain. <laughs> All right,
0: look.
4: I've got Jared cardboard boxes. We don't need
2: people. a tripod. Jerry didn't
0: say he was going to be the executive producer. He's the director. Okay, somebody else got to bankroll this project. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, uh, getting back into themes. What have we learned today? Um, causing the curse again, sort of not just the paradox, but the causing of the curse. And and it's something I never realized until hearing or excuse me, reading this story right on the heels of this week. I also listened to an episode of Podcastle. Here's our, our second podcast shout out. Uh, actually, third because I also mentioned Brighton talks about. Podcastle is um, one of three podcasts. There's um, Escape Pod, which is science fiction. Podcastle, which is uh, fantasy, and then Pseudopod, which is horror. So three mm-hmm. genre podcasts from a from a group called Escape Artists. And um, Podcastle had a. An episode that I, I just listened to, even though it's from like October, um, featuring Tim Pratt's short story called Another End of the Empire. And it was a take on the old trope of the Oracle gives a prophecy of doom and then the hero tries to prevent it only to end up causing the prophecy to come true. Right. This is this is what? Hamlet. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is like half of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this kind of thing. Uh, Oedipus Rex um, is is I think mm-hmm. this one was pulling from Oedipus Rex type of thing because it's a king who's going to be overthrown if he doesn't do something and um and by the way go listen to that episode because it had a great new take on that old trope but it made me realize i listened to that and then i read the skull and i realized that the predestination time travel paradox is the sci-fi version of this fantasy trope right so um you know, the, 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 the old witch uh, comes to the king and says, uh, there's a young boy who will rise up and overthrow you and and take over your kingdom. And so the king goes uh, fr- from this town. And so the king goes to that town and kills all the children. And then one of them is is spirited away by a faithful servant. And so therefore, that child is the one who, because of the king's yeah. murdering of all of his, you know, fellow townspeople rises up to, to overthrow him and him. kills him. Right, that's the old yeah. trope. This this is just the sci-fi version of that. Right, he is sent back to, uh, to stop to stop the, the good thing.
1: uprising or whatever. Right, and and
0: the the act of him being told to go back and stop the thing is what causes the thing. And this is done in so many time travel movies where you have this, this type of paradox. And it never struck me before that it's the same as the, it's the same thing, but involves time travel instead of someone telling the future. It's, 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 it's like the same, the same paradox, but in reverse order, if that makes any sense. Um, what did I say here? Um. Yeah, okay, yeah. So if you didn't go back to kill the Founder, you never would have become the Founder. Therefore, you never would have been sent back to kill the Founder. If the Oracle didn't tell you your doom, you never would have caused it. Um, if the Oracle in the Matrix hadn't said, watch out for that, or, don't worry about the vase, then Neo wouldn't have turned to look at what vase and knocked over the vase and broke it. Hmm. Y'all remember this scene at all? Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, like presages the entire trilogy. Basically, <laughs> that, one, that one scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> So um, now we come down to is that how that works? Corbin, did you have
4: any uh, science that you wanted to address? Uh... Oh, There's really nothing to address because it's so short. Like <laughs> I keep saying, I don't know. I don't know how time travel Do we works, want to debate about real.
0: how to pronounce SLEM gun
4: slim <laughs> and <laughs> what that is? A SLEM gun?
0: Yeah, S L E M with a capital S every time, by the way. I wonder what. Was that a guy's name? Sl-
4: slim mean anything? SLEM? Yeah, I'm guessing it's made up like Conger. I don't uh, know.
0: Corbin's Googling it. I bet you if you Google Slim Gun, all you're going to find is this story.
4: <laughs> Anything? A lot of acronyms, oh. including self-loading experimental model. I don't think that's what that is. Uh, Ooh, maybe it meant Steve Lemongkwand. Oh, I bet you <laughs> that. Uh, Australian actor. That's who that is. I don't think it means him, honestly, but, you know. No, I don't think it does. Anywho.
2: A, a SLIM-1 right. is a, uh, that, that Corbin just read, self-loading experimental Model 1 is a British self-loading rifle designed there you go. at the Royal Small Arms Factory at Enfield. What so, year? Oh, uh, 1944. It's, yeah, ooh. that's
0: it. So that existed when the story was written?
2: It, yeah, that's it's a, it's akin to like an M1 Grand or something like that, but.
0: What's Minnesota interesting was. is Slim was always capitalized, just the S.
2: Right, like, that, like that's all of the gap, So yeah,
0: yeah, that's weird. Anyways, uh, so random stuff we noticed, um, Corbin.
4: Why? Why with the beards? <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand it. Why? Did no one in the town have a beard? Why was he Karl Marx? Because he had a beard. I don't understand. This week on Corbin Has Feelings. Oh, Harrison Ford, he must be Karl Marx because he What's has a beard. What's with all the beard hate? I don't
0: understand. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I wish this was a video podcast so yeah. y'all could see
4: Corbin rubbing his face in frustration. <laughs> like if you look at pictures from back in the old days. Days or whatever, like like we look at the Civil War photos. Every single one of them has a beard that comes down to their chest. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but this
0: was the fifties.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, actually, it was the sixties. But written about in uh, the fifties. Let's see, photos from the nineteen fifties. I yeah, it was, get
0: it was Jared. I was not familiar with the with the idea of just because someone had a beard meant that they were a Marxist.
4: Is not that a just thing? communist? <laughs> well, like is anybody Karl else? Marx.
2: I mean, they, they've said it in Colorado, right? Am I remembering that correctly?
4: Uh, so yeah,
0: that sounds right. So
2: that's, that's a little, that seems a little weird. I, I wouldn't expect that quite there, but I, I mean, I, I have gotten the feeling, obviously I'm not quite that old, uh, that I, <laughs> I would uh, be able to say for sure, but I've gotten the feeling that at, at the time you had a lot of people that, you know, that are growing up that are, that are getting to be adult age right in the fifties and sixties and th- but they're coming from parents who fought in World War II, maybe even World War I and World War II, where they're very used to being clean-shaven and short hair. And that's just – that's how you survive. That's yeah. the right way would, to do I things. I
0: would definitely say that the 50s, you know, anytime you you see the 50s, it is definitely short – on on dudes, short yeah. hair, clean-cut, Everyone clean looks like a baby. But it's I was babies. never – I was never familiar with – you know, beard equating to communism, like long hair, meaning you're a hippie in the sixties and seventies. Right, I got right. it, but I'd never heard yeah. beard. Mean you're a communist. That one was well, new on me. So.
2: Yeah. yeah. That, that, I've never really heard that either. Uh, but maybe that was just an easy way for him. Uh, maybe his beard was, was very different. Uh, Cause he talked differently and, you know, it was a future right. beard of some right. sort, but uh, maybe it
0: glowed in the dark. I don't know. Never. Um <laughs>
2: But uh,
0: you know, there's in my, and their the dark beards. I,
2: I think it was an easy. It was just an easy uh, thing for for the the author to use here right. to pile yeah. sort of
0: on the weirdness factor for the guy and yeah, make know. make it so that yeah. he's
2: he he sticks out like a sore thumb and he's there. But maybe maybe in Colorado in the '50s '60s they just didn't trust people that had anything that looked different, and the beard was different. I don't know.
4: Maybe that's that's why they recognized him because he's the only person they'd ever (laughs) seen. Oh, you know what? That's
0: that's true. Yeah, that's very true. So so when we were saying that how did she recognize him months later? Yeah, because it was at night. Well, you could see a beard at night. Yeah. So wait a minute, that's that bearded man, that Marxist. (laughs) That's beardy McBeard face. (laughs) Scruffy McBeard chin. Um, yeah, and then we've already talked about my my other random stuff we noticed note was it ended kind of abruptly. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> I definitely did not expect to to go down to the next line and see in all caps, the end. It was just like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> so much happened in the last page. Hey, right. Now,
0: I will say that was not uncommon in sci-fi of this era. 50s and 60s storytelling was a lot different than than it is now. Where it tended to it tended to be a slow burn that then wrapped up right at the end. That that was yeah. not uncommon. Yeah. Um, kind of your criticism of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> 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 it's like you know, oh clue, 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 and then you know in the last 20, 20 minutes of the six hour movie, here's all the things. Yeah, how many have you watched
4: like? Three of his movies in the past few months. They all yeah. end like
2: that. It's just yeah.
4: very, very abrupt.
2: Yeah. And and they make a lot of money too.
4: And
0: oh, <laughs> they, do they, oh, boy, so yeah. Much yeah. yeah. Well, guys, Not Noobs and the Hoobian well. is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head on over to noobsandthehoobian.com support. And as we've said in the past, just click on something. Just click on something. Whatever it is, just face. do what it says. Um, Trip hasn't gotten that million dollar donation button yeah. on there yet, but it's coming soon. Don't
1: worry. And the give me the nuke the world button. I, what? What? <laughs> I mean, uh, excuse me? I'm trying to and raise the, money, not and take the the over the donating world. Donating Nike to money. me button and, uh, you know. <laughs> and the, the brain free, over here. Uh, Able to be on every podcast you want to be on. I'm just going to see button. how long it takes run out of ideas. <laughs>
0: and there it is okay (laughs)
1: yeah
3: Uh, we reached it all right
0: anyways yeah we we got there fast anyways guys (laughs) newgenthehoobian.com slash support you can become a patreon supporter by giving on a monthly basis which is our favorite way or you can just give a one-off donation you can make a purchase through amazon you can sign up for BritBox. Uh, Hey, go get, uh, go get something over at, uh, r five website management, buy yourself a domain and, uh, some, some Google workspace and get some business looking email for not much money per year. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> head on over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. Find your favorite way to support family, fam- family, friendly, independent media. Today,
2: and and so, I just have to say uh, th- that, uh, if I may interject, that supporting yeah. on Patreon, it pays back in wonderful dividends. I mean, you never know. You could start supporting a uh, podcast, and then they say, "Hey, come be a co-host." Yeah, just pay your <laughs> way in.
0: In fairness, that happened in the opposite uh, yeah. opposite it order, did. didn't it? It did indeed. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> no no nepotism here unless you count Victor. You know that's that, that's different. That was that that was nepotism. That, that was upfront. Yeah, that was that was. So that was hey, that pay us money and come on the show. Yours yours was a little bit different, uh, guys. Anyways, was it good? Uh, was it a good story, Jared?
2: Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I'd, I'd read it again.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it won't take I long. I did read it so, again. <laughs> <laughs> always
2: start with me. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want to
0: go with? Oh, I always start with you? I didn't realize that.
2: All right. Well, well usually with- you play my segment and then you guys talk about, you know, the, oh, true. For, it, for the episodes. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll start playing you after us now. Yeah.
0: By the way, that you, you helped shape uh, part of the structure of the show uh, by doing that because I think, I think the Classic Who connection originally was going to be somewhere else. But then oh. because you were giving your rating, I was like, oh, oh right. right before the ratings, because then right, we can just right, go right. And I think originally it was going to be like earlier in the show or something. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 it needs to go down here. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jared said, yes. Um, remember, uh, timey-wimeys, we just kind of say, yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down, no scale of one to 10, anything like that. Trip, was it a good story?
1: Yeah, I mean- like I said, I did read it again. Like I, I've listened to it like three times, like a couple years. Oh, I have ago. you? Okay, yeah. Because um, I had the podcast on way back when I had an iPod on his iPod four years That's ago, right. or whatever. Back in his day, <laughs> back in my day.
4: So yes, Corbin. Uh, I preferred the version of this I had in my head, which wasn't <laughs> yeah. short, abrupt, and lacking in detail. But uh, yeah. I still think it was good. I'm gonna say yes.
1: Like I said, but I remember liking this, but I remember liking it less now than I did five years it's ago. It's
0: really weird to to go back and and read it and experience it again and go. There's not as much here as I yeah. thought. And you know what I'm finding over time, um, and 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 again, something this podcast has taught me is h- how incredibly unreliable our memory is as human beings. <laughs>
3: um,
0: for example, me completely misremembering what was it? What was the one? What was the worst example? Uh, uh
3: oh, the flight, flight of, of a navigator, navigator
0: where, where I had an entire other movie, movie <laughs> in my head, and I mean, it was there. Dad I fell could asleep see it in my and head. had
1: a dream about this other movie I'm during the movie. The and five times that he I watched wish this. I could
0: say that I had a dream about it, I didn't. I just had this memory that I had. And the funny thing is, you know, they say that, um, that you know, rehearsing a memory, like reviewing a memory. First of all it changes every time you do but secondly it gets more and more ingrained and so every time you go back and subjectively remember something you 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 dig a rut you know where you're you're entrenching yourself into these beliefs and so apparently i had done that with flight of the navigator for decades mm-hmm. and then only to have that shattered and be like no that movie doesn't exist what are you talking about um which makes me want to go back and watch everything i've ever seen now because i'm like hey i can see it for the first time apparently what's that <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm just picturing going back and watching everything you've ever watched before. That would take a while, and so
0: I just I, well, you know, thanks and to the, the miracles the of Netflix and and uh, COVID. We, yeah. we, by the time you get, to we the get, end get it, it you done, you have now. to go
1: back um, and watch it again.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, at any rate, um, was it a good time travel story? So, yes, it was a good story. We've all agreed. Uh, was it a good time travel story, Corbin?
4: Uh, I feel like this story maybe kind of started one of the various tropes we see in time travel stories nowadays. So which well which the, you the are this paradox? thing whatever. You know. Okay. But um so it feels kind of uninspired, but it's probably just because it's it was the first one to ever do this. Yeah. So I think I mean in that sense you have to say this is a good time travel story because it's like spawned a genre of time travel.
0: Yeah, that is one of the hardest things about going back and watching or or reading or hearing or whatever science fiction from, you know, decades ago. For that yeah.
4: matter, any game changing movie that is like so many tropes have come from it. It's right. going to... When Feel you watch like, it,
1: this is terrible.
4: You're you're like, like, I want to puke. There's so many tropes. In Jared, this. I, I sat
0: the boys down and I own I own a box set of of all of the Matrix movies along with the Animatrix. Yeah. And mm-hmm.
4: um, still haven't seen that. I, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think
0: I've even seen it. I started yeah. watching it. I couldn't get through it. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, I sat down with the boys and I'm like, prepare to have your minds erased and filled with new information you've you know you will be shattered by the end of this movie because when i saw it in whatever 1999 i think it was yeah i changed my understanding of movies and what they could be and what they could do and what they can accomplish i mean avengers could not happen without the matrix Uh, Mm um most most superhero and sci-fi genre movies today could (laughs) not all of the Star Wars sequels, sequel trilogy, could not have happened without the Matrix. Well, some and people so, may
2: think that would be better, but still.
0: Uh, you know. Um, so <laughs> I sat down to watch it, and the boys were like, they were into it, but they were also like, these special effects
4: suck. And I'm like, you
0: shut <laughs> your mouth. evolutionary blitz no. of shot is so
4: easy with CGI nowadays. It's ridiculous. Right, right.
0: Um, yeah, both the combination of practical off. effects and what was at the time, forget Forget cutting edge, mind-blowingly ahead of its time. Special effects, oh, yeah. like the
3: bullets yeah. flying in, through the yeah. air.
0: Yeah, um, I remember watching like a thirty-minute behind-the-scenes thing on the invention of bullet time because oh yeah, they, know, like you know, sixty were,
1: cameras moving around. Or yeah, because originally anything. they were
0: gonna they were gonna uh, to get that shot. Normally, what you would do is you would run the camera slow, and then move the camera really fast in a circle around them. And Mm -hmm. when they did the math in order to get the travel, the distance in the amount of time they were going to have to move the camera at like Mach two. So they had had to come up with a new way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they invented something that is still used to this day and all these kinds of things and all these, all, and that was one of the special effects that they invented. We
1: could have just used CGI. Right. (laughs) You could have just like, Um, For that matter, in the
0: third movie, watching CGI uh, Neo fight CGI Agent Smith was painful to watch. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, video (laughs) games today have, you know, a hundred times better uh, uh, animation than that. But at any rate, yeah. So, Corbin, like you said, you go back and you you watch or you read, you know, the time travel story that started it all, maybe. I don't know that this is. I don't know that this this did, you know, create these tropes. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because- 60 years later, man, we've seen it all. We, we are, yeah, we know it was him. Um, I did want to ask you guys that. Um, you two, or well, actually, Jared, you too. Um, the first time encountering this story, did you get it before it happened? Oh, yeah. Did you see it coming? When I remember he said that. Being a the shot. skull.
1: When they were talking specifically about the molars and talking about specific details on the skull, I went, Oh, they're referencing this because to the character in the story like this is going to make stuff click later on oh it's him like before he stepped Dang, into really? the, before he stepped into the time machine
0: okay they we're talking
1: about the skeleton i'm like oh it's, it's him
0: i did i didn't i i, I mean wow. eventually like it didn't completely surprise me but it took me a while into it jared what about you
2: i thought i was doing pretty well when he, when he was reading the newspaper <laughs> articles <laughs> It, it clicked in my head. It's yeah. like, it's going to be him. He's the one that's going to start it. So I thought that was pretty good. But apparently, Tripp's right. got me beat. Yeah, tra- yeah, yeah. tripp was doing pretty good. What about you, Corbin?
4: When I first heard this, I was like eight. I don't think I'd barely ever watched anything. Oh, so this blew yet. your mind. I was like, <laughs> whoa, you can do that? That's amazing. Yeah, I was completely caught off guard that's amazing yeah and i i I do
0: love that because some sometimes you you encounter the trope the first time it's done and sometimes the first time you encounter the trope is 30 years down the road when it's been done a hundred thousand times yeah exactly exactly all right so where do we leave off corbin said yes it was a good time travel story i'm just going to throw in mine yes i thought it was a great um predestination time loop paradox uh jared what did you think
2: uh, I'm I'm saying vaguely yes, because uh, it it was a good time, time travel story and they were very vague about it, and that's what made it really uh, good.
0: Uh, so uh, so vaguely, yes. It was a vaguely
1: it was vaguely, a vaguely good time yes, story. It was vaguely vaguely. Uh, uh yes. I mean like there wasn't <laughs> much time travel to it. They didn't set up any rules that they could break. It's true they yeah. didn't much
4: the story about didn't the whole... fit well into our formula. I think first we should have asked, was this a time travel story?
0: What? Of course it was a time travel story. What are you talking about? There was literally Did, a time machine yeah. that traveled didn't into the past.
4: really focus on time travel The yeah. most of it. It was like, there was like this two guy I have where... to kill and time travel is how yeah. he's going to kill him. And then it's like... He used okay. the time
1: machine twice. Then there's
4: like... What you're saying oh, is there's a story. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: In addition to it being a time travel story, there was a story, yeah, with characters that was
4: and arcs. Anyways, arcs I'm not so sure about. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so overall, we're yeah, we're 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 as a group here, we're positive on this on uh, on the skull, highly rated. Uh, Four thumbs up, yeah. So the game plan um, next week we are. Remember, we've we've had to pivot a little bit. So whatever you've heard me say in the past, I don't even know. Um, next week we are covering 1965's Doctor Who and the Daleks, which actually is on Amazon's BritBox add-on. So if you're already an Amazon Prime subscriber, um, first of all, go to noobsinthehoobian.com, look in the sidebar of just about every page on the website, and there is a banner ad for BritBox. You can click over there. It won't change your price at all, but it does help out the show uh, a little bit. And um, if you've never done it before, you can actually get, I think it's a seven-day free trial, Um, if you're like us and you just turn it on every few months because of the podcast, uh, just turn it, go turn it back on. (laughs) Um, then if we can find it, we are, we are still hunting it down. So we have to have an answer by next week. (laughs) We are trying to find Dr. Who the movie. So first of all, if you know how to find that in America, uh, because, um, I've talked to people on Twitter here in the U S People on Twitter, uh, and by the way, when I say people on Twitter, I mean Doctor Who people on Twitter. Other Doctor Who podcasts that are on Twitter. um, Nobody can find this thing where it's viewable in the
1: United States. We have to move to Britain. Legally. Get our whatever, get credit cards, buy. Yes. Okay, so here's here's the deal. If you go to BritBox.com,
0: you can sign up and get an account, but that doesn't have Doctor Who the movie. If you go to BritBox.co.uk... That one has Doctor Who, the movie, but to turn it on, you have to have a British debit or credit card. And I'm like, dang it. Like you guys left the EU because you didn't like trade laws and rules or whatever, didn't you? (laughs) Am I understanding that? I don't know. Uh,
2: (laughs) I can't tell you on that one. (laughs)
0: Um, I don't think anybody could, even the people that voted for it. But at any rate, uh, Jared, what did you, did you have anything on this?
2: Well, all right, I'll, I'll give it, you know, give you as short of a story as I can. So back when I was uh, studying and living in, in England, you're yes, and I was British, uh, kind of, um, <laughs> no. vaguely British. Uh, I, I, British. I, <laughs> I opened a bank account over there because I was receiving, it was easy to receive deposits from my school and stuff like that. And I've never closed it. And I had a, I have a, had a debit card at the time. And uh, of course that's long expired, um, but I still have all the information. I left some money in there because it was uh, it's not an easy to be a, a non citizen and open a bank account. And I was like, Hey, if I'm ever over in Europe, I've got a local, somewhat local bank account. Right. So it has like hardly anything in it, but uh, I haven't contacted them in so long that they've put it on there. You know, it's dormant or whatever. And so I was like, well, maybe I can, uh, it, you know this was before online banking was super common um so I was like maybe I can set up an online banking account and get a or order like a, a debit card again and get a number and try to get on Co.UK, Britbox well <laughs> so I had to I set it up and they had said you have to call or come in I'm like well I'm not coming in so um, I figured out how to call with, on a plan that's better than my cell phone plan which would have been three dollars a minute. Um, so figuring out how to call there, actually got to make a free call and, uh, I spoke with a representative today who was, uh, very Scottish and I was able to identify that, uh, with from the accent, uh, because I've watched enough David Tennant now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, we, we spoke for a good 15 minutes and, uh, basically what he said was, I have to write in to them. To start activating the account again. So this is going to take a couple of weeks um, and and try and try and get things going uh, again, because there's since I can't physically come in, I can do everything through the mail, but there's nothing we can do over the phone. So... Um, wow. unfortunately that plan is, is, uh, uh, the long con, I mean the long, uh, <laughs> effort, <laughs> but uh, no, everything is uh, legal and above board here. I just, uh, you know, I, I just have never, um, done anything with it, that. It, so.
0: it blows my mind that you have all these regions, like what century are these organizations living in that I live in America, I'm a fan of a show and I can't watch the show Legally, and then they wonder why pirating happens. By the way, I'm not saying you should then do, therefore go pirate, but I'm <laughs> saying I can certainly understand why it does, because yeah. I literally cannot get this show legally in my country.
2: Well, it's it probably ridiculous. has to do with their uh, agreement with Universal, because Universal made it, and right. But why and Universal Marvel still selling? owns the, the film?
0: But they're not selling it here either.
2: I know. I know. That's we what I'm saying. Is, it's like Universal the director American of
0: Universal. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Is that that. The the Doctor Who movie was spoilers. It was a couple of things. It was designed to reignite the show, and uh, Paul McGann, if I if I understand right, was supposed to become the Eighth Doctor, and this movie was supposed to kick it off, and the show was going to come back, and it was going to come back in the UK and the US, and so like the movie takes place in what? San Francisco, New York.
2: Yeah, San Francisco.
0: Yeah. So it takes place in America. It had a little bit more American vibe to it. Um, It's From what I understand, that's one of the things that some old, you know, classic who fans didn't like was that it was, you know, it was too much uh, too different from what doctor who was supposed to be, you know, this British icon. And um, it was supposed to be launching doctor who in earnest as an international show Mm -hmm. and it didn't work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but they partnered with universal, to make that happen. Right. We'll get a unit. We'll get an American uh, studio involved and we'll make this thing happen. And then it just kind of didn't get traction. And it blows my mind that that was 96. And then the show came back in 05. I mean, in, yeah. in TV time, uh, like that's pretty quick. If the show came back, then they, they had to take enough time to digest it and say, we're not yeah. going to do this. And then somehow less than a decade later, it was on the air. I mean, the amount of time you know, like they, that means they were filming in like 03 and 04. So at any rate, um, listeners help us out. If you, if you know of a way we can, if, if you've got an old DVD rattling around somewhere of this movie, um, and, and would be willing to even sell it to us. The other thing that, that Keely keeps bringing up is, you know, like Jared, let's say you, let's say things had gone better for you and you got your debit card like great. Now you can watch it. But
1: like, I don't know.
0: even if, even if we coordinated and you were like, yes, I'll like, you know, uh, work it out so you can turn on your account too, or something, then that gets all of the hosts on board, but none of right. our list, well, none of our American listeners. So like, if we can't find a way to actually do this, then
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're just, we're just going to
1: switching it to tenant. Uh, I'm calling it now,
0: to <laughs> uh, tenant,
1: tenant. The movie, Christopher kind of oh, Nolan not, movie. Not, yeah, <laughs> not. Tenth. I was like,
0: we're gonna suddenly just do the Tenth Doctor for some reason. Yes. What? Hey.
1: We're, we're going back that, to the Tenth.
0: Ben Corbin's
2: really gonna have some feelings. <sighs> uh, yeah.
0: So I, I guess, I guess what we'll say, Jared. Is, um th- th- by the way, Doctor Who the movie was supposed to sort of be our overlap between finishing up Classic Who and kicking off the master plan. Right. Um, so what we'll do then is if we cannot find it by next week, we'll we'll just punt. And I guess we don't get to see the eighth doctor and we'll move on to um what would be, let's see, the deadly assassin, which would be the next in our master plan series. So we'll just oh, we'll yeah. just have to move forward onto to oh, that. that and, so good. Okay, I'm well, so good. We, have, it, we but... have that to look forward to then. So, we're I, mean, going to I don't know right how to... you
2: guys will feel about it because you've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've loved some Classic Who episodes that you guys haven't. But uh, actually, I've loved most Classic Who episodes you guys haven't. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I, I identify with you very, very strongly in this when we sit down, the three of us, and watch um, Star Trek The Next Generation.
3: Uh, yeah, just, because yeah. I'm,
0: like, I'm like oh my gosh guys this you know like i'll see the title and i'm like this one is so good and we sit down and i'm embarrassed the whole episode yeah. that i was like so into this show and they're just looking at me like what is this garbage but i say that but they but you guys do watch it so oh, you guys yeah. have also sat through quantum leap which i've been amazed uh, at
2: love jared, Quantum Leap,
0: jared when was the last yeah. time you saw quantum
2: leap when i was a kid i haven't watched anything yeah it
0: doesn't age well yeah (laughs) Yeah. when we when we sat down to start watching this i was like oh man quantum leap this is one of my favorite shows from when i was a kid here we go and Uh, it was the first episode i was like oh what was that so anyways um some stuff does not does not hold up and uh so when you if you loved it as a kid you're gonna love it you know what i mean
2: the Deadly Assassin. You're you're gonna if, if you're paying attention, you're gonna see a lot of uh, uh, they, they so call back to that one a lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's a couple of titles that ended up on the master plan list because I was like, oh, I remember Jared talking about this one a lot. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be really cool to go back and see the things that we've been referencing all these years. So guys, noobs in the who in this production of master closet studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me. Austin reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Our, one of our Patreons and our classic who guru is this guy.
2: Hey, that's me. And I'm Jared.
0: Special. Thanks to TARDIS.wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to uh, J- Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. Thanks to Corbin for pulling his earbuds out of his mm-hmm. head by leaning back too hard. <laughs> I'm trying to do the closing here. Corbin's like leaned back and his earbuds popped out. No, and he-, he started freaking out and almost fell out of his chair. You can find us at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find links to all of our social media accounts, how you can contact us, email us, support us, all of those great things. Where have you found us, guys? Make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show. But because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip, and, and we're, we're the News. And this is Jared.
2: Hey, I'm Jared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we gotta work on a catchphrase for Jared. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, as always, be safe if you can, but always be amazing.
1: Goodbye.
0: I don't. Is there bloopers? I don't think there's bloopers. <laughs> Beep. <laughs>